I'm Brandon Isle. I'm here with Walter Rain. He is the artist who's showing his works at the Spory Art Gallery this semester. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Thank the BYU-Idaho for having me here in the first place, but to be here with you is, is an honor. Well, yeah, I feel honored. I mean, your art... People know your art. <laughs> I think I think people know very few artists, but when they see your art, they recognize it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Now, the name of this exhibit is Sketchbook and Easel, Works of Walter Rain. What's behind the name Sketchbook and Easel? Well, I think it was supposed to be more meaningful than it turned out to be because we we were trying to get a lot of my personal collection here, and it just logistically never worked. But uh, Kyung was able to borrow things from the church's catacombs, and uh, there's some sketches um, along with the uh, eventual resulting painting. So you could see um, a little bit of the process and the and the thought the thought behind the composition that ended up uh, being realized. Yeah, yeah I, I was looking at some of those sketches earlier, um, seeing the resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. and the, the different ways you pose him and places mm-hmm. you put him in the sketches, and then the resulting painting is a little bit different. Yeah. In fact, I'm not sure that the resulting painting is there for one of, for some of the sketches, uh, they're, they're for a painting that uh, was done for the uh, Winter Quarters Nebraska Visitor Center originally. It's since been moved. Um, I'm not sure where it is now. Um, but uh, and that was the first, first painting I did for the church, and that was in the late 90s when my I was already... 20-some years into my career uh, when I finally, uh, I don't know, caught the eye of the church, and they asked me to do something for the visitor center. Now, you were an illustrator yeah. before, um, and then you got the got a call from the church, or how did they reach out to you? Well, the process probably began when the church started doing the international competitions that they still do every three years. And I had entered a few. They started those in the mid to late 80s. And it, so it was a good 10 years. So I'd entered, I think, three different shows that uh, before they thought, well, maybe he would be good for a visitor center uh, painting. And uh, yeah, they called me. and Because uh, I had kind of given up on... Uh, you know, I grew up in the ch- in the church, and uh, and I grew up wanting to be an artist, but the two didn't seem to connect when I was gr- growing up. There, there were no you know no art in the chapels, uh, and when I graduated from art center, I drove to Salt Lake with my portfolio, and really couldn't find anybody to show it to. Uh, the church really hadn't geared up. I think they'd finally woken up to the idea that visual arts could be valuable to missionary work and just generally building testimonies and stuff, but it hadn't really geared up to do it yet. And uh, so it was, like I said, 
sometime in the mid in the late nineties that started doing a lot more visitor centers. The conference center was being built, uh, and they wanted a lot of new art. Uh, so I was lucky that I already had you know, 20, 24 years behind me as an illustrator uh, uh, experience there. Uh, so when I jumped into doing things for the church, it just felt wonderful. It felt fantastic. I felt like, okay, this is what I'm. This is what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be. I, I loved Rembrandt and uh, whoops, Caravaggio and all those artists growing up, and that's kind of work that excited me. And finally, somebody wants it, and so it was exciting. So yeah, tell me about. When they did reach out to you, I mean, what did that feel like? Uh, well, it actually, I, I felt an excitement immediately because it's a good fit. Uh, I, I love figure painting and and the expressiveness of the human figure and uh, and and the narr- uh, being able to. Exp- express a narrative through painting and not and so now you know as an illustrator I'm painting a detective or a cowboy or something and and now I'll be able to to do that only express something that was really meaningful you know the, the scripture narratives have profound meaning more than a detective novel <laughs> and uh uh, and so I was, I just had immediate immediate connection to the subject matter, and I thought it was going to be fun, and it has ex- exceeded my dreams. Really, it's been wonderful. I uh, I love painting scripture narratives. Um, lately, I've been trying to make them. A little less literal and a little more what interpretive, abstract, uh, just because that's the way my mind has been evolving, uh, wanting to reach a broader audience or just a different audience or just express myself in more meaningful ways. I find that the straightforward illustrator illustration of a narrative can be i mean is good but it's it's more about the surface it's more about oh what did he wear what did they look like what which are not really things that are important in trying to express a spiritual idea and and so i'm trying to get into that and it's hard but that's what I'm doing. That's fun that that you're taking your art in a not a completely different direction, but no, but yeah. expanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how do you feel that your years of illustration help prepare you for your career now as um, a religious art painter? Well, uh, as a uh, illustrator, 
what you're trying to do, you know, they, they would, uh, an art director at a publishing house would give me a manuscript. And uh, uh, yeah, depending on the project, it might only be a, a book cover they're looking for, or it might be several illustrations within the book. But you're trying to show the era, the main characters, you're trying to figure out what they looked like, uh, what the wardrobes were like, and all that kind of stuff, uh, and uh, and also sell the book. Yeah, so so those years of illustrating, um, you're you're doing these these covers, this art for for books, but now you're you're taking messages from scripture and and uh, church history, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, and yeah. and putting those on canvas. Right. So, so if the narrative is Christ at the tomb as a resurrected being, being uh, addressed by Mary, then you know the aspects of illustration are there because you have to depict Christ and Mary and the tomb. So you get those things, but through the composition, uh, you're trying to draw the viewer into into the uh, world of the uh, illustration and establish the feeling and it's that's my main focus is how what do I want the viewer to feel here uh, it's unavoidable but I don't want them to, to approach the painting and say, oh, that's what Jesus looked like, because that's irrelevant. But you have to depict him some way, so you're doing that, but you're trying to make the the composition either the d- dynamics of the composition to, to be attractive, to um, uh, be... Uh, to speak to the viewer, the the mood, the the um, um, I don't know the reality of of this scene. What? Uh, yeah, I. But I I noticed in your your paintings that are on display, um, just just how you do create that mood. Um, you have a light source mm-hmm. in most of them, and uh, the main figure in the painting is is lit some, somehow by that light, and then there will be the shadows and, and playing off that, the mm-hmm. light and shadows. Uh, just just helps bring you into that scene. Thank you. Yeah, you said it better than me. Yeah. How do you choose uh, what to paint? Um, I've I've seen some of your paintings and I went, oh, I love that you're showing this scene because nobody else is showing it. Well, yeah, that that's part of the thought. I mean, sometimes it's like the church says, we want this. Okay. Uh, but the church also at first encouraged me, said, they said, um, the uh, and it, at the time it was the curators at the Church Museum of History and Art that um, that I was dealing with one on one. And and they would sometimes they would just say, "If you feel like doing something, do it and show it to us." And that's and so that was so liberating and so freeing. 
and and I did. And uh, like uh, I remember lying in bed and thinking, the parable of the ten virgins. This is so meaningful. It's used in the church. And at that point, this was in the late 90s, I think, or, that I started on it. I had never seen a painting of that. And I thought, well, this is perfect for me. And so not only did I get to use the human figure as a, as a tool to draw people in with their poses and 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 a little bit the expressions, but mainly the gestures, uh, and and create that uh, feeling of back and forth of being prepared and not being prepared, and, and, and so it just seemed like the perfect uh, image that that I would enjoy painting, and so that was one of the early ones I did because uh, that's why I decided because. A lot all not all even very meaningful uh, passages in the scriptures make good images. So, but I could tell this was going to be a good image, and um, and also Christ healing the blind man. Uh, uh, that's you know that was an image I'd seen many many times, but. And in in I visualized it in a different way, because I wanted to completely take the focus away from Christ. So I actually cropped his head off up in the corner so you can't see it, uh, and made all the focus be on his hands and the and the face of the of the beggar. Uh, so I got excited about it because I could express myself here in a way that I hadn't seen before. Uh, and um, make a composition that, you know, ultimately I have to, it sounds selfish, but I have to make something that I like, that I get excited about, and then hope that other people uh, feel the same way. And maybe they won't. Maybe, maybe, you know, not everybody's going to like everything I do, but uh, I found, you know, so, so some of the subject matters that I decide on are images that people like seeing, but nobody really wants to put it on their wall, like Cain. Uh, like <laughs> I, I was going to mention Abel. that one. It's like, yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved painting that picture. I mean, the, the human, f- both, both figures, there are only two figures in it, of course, and both of them had are poses that were very expressive. Uh, and and then the mood of the of the um, uh, environment that it was in, and I, I loved painting that. And but that was twenty more than twenty years ago, and um, a lot of people have liked it, but nobody's ever wanted it, you know. And there are others like that. Uh, uh, and I don't regret doing it at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, as. As you paint, I know you you start with a sketch, mm-hmm. so you you have your idea. You start with a sketch, but when you go from sketch to painting, are you ever surprised about what ends up on the canvas? Oh yeah, I uh, I keep the creative process alive throughout the throughout the process to be repetitive, but I don't do a perfect sketch and then enlarge it as is. I always, because to me, 
when I go from a sketch to a big painting, when it gets big, it always looks different to me. And uh, I always make changes, sometimes dramatic changes, you know, change the pose because what worked on the small scale is not working on the big scale. Um, I mean, it gets to be a problem when it's a commission and you get the commission approved and then, oh, it's not working and then I change it and sometimes it gets to be a problem. But I have to deal with it. So. <laughs> Hopefully not too big a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, I recently did a painting. It's not part of the show, but it was a, like a re- reunion in the next world, you know. And so nobody was asking me to do it, and, and nobody was waiting to see, oh, and nobody had approved anything, so I could do what I wanted. And the uh, the problem with that is that then I st- maybe over get, overthink it and start changing my mind more than I should, but... In the end, I come up usually with a painting that I really, really like. Either that or something that I end up abandoning and throwing away. But uh, I will uh, just, I will keep changing it until the the very end, uh, uh, moving out arm here or turning the hand over or or having the person look away rather than at the viewer or something like that that in the small scale didn't didn't show up uh, but in the big scale uh, was important as viewers walk into the exhibit what do you hope they feel and maybe learn as as they see your paintings and sketches Hmm. Well, because my the reason I'm having a hard time with the question is because from my point of view, every painting, I don't think of my work as a group like that. Uh, every painting has a, has a message, and hopefully every painting has a message that's a bit uh, ambiguous because I hope that I I shy away from explaining my paintings because I want people to feel uh, that they can interpret it the, the way they want, and and it may be different from what I was I was intending, and that's not a problem. That's I'm not I I welcome that uh, to have the painting be something that somebody will see touch them in a way that I didn't intend. Uh, so your question about when they walk in, you know, the first thing they see is a painting of uh, Christ creating the earth. Um, and so there, there, there are multiple messages there. And I don't, and I, I'm sorry, I, I don't want to pin it down and say, uh, uh, this is what you should feel, because <laughs> you might—they might feel something different than than me. But, and I might repeat myself tonight. But um, that particular painting, the one of the, one of the things that uh, is important for me is that uh, I don't know how the earth was how the earth was created. I don't know what. Christ looked like 
The only thing I know for sure is it didn't look like that painting. It didn't look like Jesus flying around uh, with his robes on, pointing at things like a like a orchestra conductor or something. It, it didn't look like that, but it expresses the um, the my testimony, my my belief that the earth was created by divine direction. I mean, and I don't know how to say that in a more abstract way, and maybe I'll find a a way in the future that, uh, but for now, that's what I want. I guess I want people to feel that when they walk in, that that this isn't how it looked. (laughs) But... The, this wonderful earth that we live on and this gr- wonderful life that we've been blessed with is purposeful and has divine involvement. Thank you for that. The artist is Walter Rain. The exhibit is called Sketchbook and Easel Works of Walter Rain. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me.